Welcome back to the tapes for everyone. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And we're going back. <laughs> in a sense. Yeah, right. To Jurassic Park. Yes. At last. Yeah, and it it's very fitting uh, what gave, and Brooke came up with this one again. It was your idea to do Independence Day last it week. It was. It was indeed. And it was your idea to return to Jurassic Park and do The Lost World. Yes, but there was a reason for that. Yes, go ahead. It's because today yes. um, was our son's seventh birthday, which is, of course, a, you know, yes. our kids' birthdays are always a big to-do in our house. Because yeah. um, I, I especially love to, like, do themes and decorate, and our kids right. like themes because of me, I'm sure. And uh, your mom always comes and helps us and yeah. does an amazing job. It makes it special. It makes it memorable. It does. And um, he has been really into Camp Cretaceous. Yes, great which show. Which is an awesome show on Netflix, but it's in the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World yeah. you know, universe. People just... It's amazing. It, it is a good show. It just it just once again begs the question, why are people continuing to... I, yeah, I don't know why we keep... Going back reinvent, and... Like, like say, oh, maybe this time less people will die. Right, no. No. Why people are continuing to go back <laughs> and build these parks... With these, or return to these islands that have already seen so much chaos yeah, and death. With these blame dinosaurs that are dinosaurs, right? They, it's not they, their fault. They're like, we're just doing what we've always done, right? They're just doing as nature intended. They're like, we're not trying to cause problems. You guys are coming to us. You're actually a problem. You're the problem, <laughs> right? So, like, but again, the, the he, dinosaurs are like maybe we need to be running things, right? <laughs> the dinosaurs. <laughs> Yep, kings of the universe, right? Right, uh, or uh, ruler of the universe. Um, so, but it's still a good show. With that, it's being a good said. show. So he, so he got into Camp Cretaceous. We like binge watched it one week, and it was just you know he loved it. Yes. And then he, but then thankfully he was like, wait a minute, I love Jurassic Park, and we started watching you know all the Lego movies of it, and yeah, you know he he, but he's always loved the original characters of Jurassic Park. So he declared. He declared that he wanted a Jurassic Park birthday. And Toby right. and I were like, yes. You know, because his fourth birthday, I think, was his fourth or uh, fourth or fifth was actually a Jurassic Park party. Yeah. So we've done this before. Yes. But I'm we're more than happy to return. Right. So today has been all Jurassic Park. I yes. mean, one of his favorite toys was the Jeep with Dennis Nedry and the Velociraptor. Yeah. The um, Dilophosaurus. Oh, excuse me. My gosh, I know that. Yeah, Dilophosaurus. Um, so we've been in this Jurassic Park mindset for like weeks. Right, so why not? So I was like, Toby, it's the obvious answer. Yes. Let's do the Lost World because we're already swimming in this Jurassic Park mindset. Yeah, so while we were setting up and getting ready for... Yossi's party and decorating and stuff. We had the Lost World going. Oh, it was great. And if you follow us on Instagram, you've probably seen our stories that uh, we, we've posted, you know, some previews of his birthday and, and some of yeah. the decorations so you can kind of enter into the world with us. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. So, the Lost World. <laughs> um, obviously, Jurassic Park was, I mean, a milestone. Yeah. In, what can you say? Right. It's, so, it's perfect. So when you have a movie like that, oftentimes everyone's clamoring for the sequel. Right, right. In fact, um, Michael Crichton, who wrote the Jurassic Park novels, he wrote Jurassic Park, which the movie is based on, he also um, wrote The Lost World. Right. So The Lost World is based on a novel. So he right, wrote... Which we both had displayed in our house yeah, during the party. So he wrote Jurassic Park in 1990. And Spielberg 
came out with Jurassic Park in 93. Crichton had not yet written The Lost World when Jurassic Park came out, the first movie. Interesting. He had only written Jurassic Park. I did not know that. So when everyone was clamoring for a sequel, Steven Spielberg and Michael Crichton got together and was like, okay, you know. What can we do here? What can we do? Do do you want to write a story or, I mean, what's going on? So Crichton wrote The Lost World in 1995. Wow. So we have The Lost World Jurassic Park. It premiered May 23rd, 1997. Yes, so Steven 97. Spielberg um, and Michael Crichton had been in touch, but Michael Crichton had, re- had written another book. You know, I really like that partnership. I like that Steven Spielberg was like, hey. I'm not going to run off and make. Yeah, I, I like yeah. that he wasn't just like, well, I'm just going to do a movie because the public demands it. He was like, hey, are you, do you have plans? And I'll go off those plans. I, I love that. I think yeah. that's very respectful and cool. Right. And Michael Crichton did uh, have plans, um, and he he wrote, like I said, The Lost World in 95. So in 97, so four years before we got the sequel to Jurassic Park. And if you haven't read these books, they're incredible. You've got to read them. I've read most of Jurassic Park, and it's amazing. I haven't read The Lost World yet, and I'm so excited to. Yeah. So we know who our main characters are in Jurassic Park. the unfortunate thing now. Now, when I watched Lost World as a kid, I was uh, well, I was seventeen. I was in high school, right? Um, so I, I remember hoping that we would get Doctor Grant and Doctor Sattler. Uh, of course, because they're perfect, right? Uh, they are not uh, in this film. No, they're not. Well, they're they're not. The, the book doesn't center around them. Uh, the Lost World doesn't center around them either. No. It, it's all centered around. Dr. Ian Malcolm. Who is Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, right? Who we also <laughs> equally love. This is the thing. Yes. So it's like the triumvirate of in Jurassic Park is Dr. Grant, Dr. Sattler, and, uh, and Dr. Dr. Malcolm. Dr. Ian Malcolm, yes. Right. I'm not taking away from Dr. Malcolm. No. I'm certainly not taking away from Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> but I realized um, when I first watched The Lost World and even rewatching it and the times I've watched it in years since... Uh, uh, you know, from yes. from ninety seven up to now, right? Um, I realized that as great as Jeff Goldblum is, and as much as I love Doctor Malcolm, he has to be with Doctor Sattler and Doctor Grant. I have to agree. He's got to be with them, o- but only because it's Jurassic Park. Yeah, be- because because this, I-, I I do agree with you. Like I love him. I love to watch him in this. He's right, great. but. I love him playing off of Dr. Dr. Grant. Grant and Sadler and right. Hammond and whoever else is there because he you know his little asides are just perfect. Right. And And I think essentially he plays he is a I mean well I mean of course they're all different after their experience at Jurassic Park but he's a very different Ian Malcolm. Right. In this. Yeah, I, he I would, is. I well would because say. he well because he has to lead. Yeah, he he can't this. be his cocky uh like pseudo like God of mischief in the corner saying, right. I know everything. Now, now he, you he, know? he certainly has the capacity to lead. Oh, he's absolutely. brave. We see in Jurassic Park, he's brave. And we, we know he's smart as a whip. Right. But the leader in Jurassic Park was Dr. Grant, and he's just Perfect. So, he's just a great leader. He's flawless. Yeah. I mean, we love Dr. Grant. Even Jurassic Park 3, which was, eh, I, yeah. you still love watching I Dr. Still, Grant. I, I, I was happy to see Dr. Grant again. Right, yeah. That's, that's, for me, that's the only, for me personally, that's the only saving grace of that right. movie. Right. I feel like we're in Dr. Grant's house. Right, right. And I feel like for Lost World, Dr. Grant had. Yeah, there was a Dr. Grant-shaped hole 
Yeah, and, and he left, but but we have Dr. Malcolm here who is still fun, but it's just not the same when he's not with, uh, right. as, as much as it is when we're with Dr. Grant right. and Dr. Sattler. And that's not to say we didn't enjoy it. It's no, just, we did. This is a good I movie. Just miss, I just miss them. That's yeah, all. This is a good movie. I love Ian Malcolm in this. I love Jeff Goldblum in this, but I miss Dr. Grant yeah. and Dr. Sattler. I agree. I agree. I miss them, but this is still a good movie. It's not the first movie. No, Nothing first, ever can be. I, it was... It was a perfect movie. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It was a per. It's like it was like the Jaws of our time. Right. I agree. So, that being said, uh, let's talk about a few of the players in the Lost World Jurassic Park. We have Jeff Goldblum, uh, Julianne Moore is in this. Uh, Vince Vaughn, baby Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I'm saying his last name wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, Pete Postlewaite. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> He uh, yeah he passed away a few years ago. Oh, but, I didn't gr- know that. Uh, great actor, great actor. Arliss Howard, Vanessa Lee Chester, and Richard Schiff, and a few other people that we'll mention. But that's kind of our Peter Stormare has a has, oh, has a small role. We love in Peter Stormare. I love Peter Stormare. <laughs> he's such a great character actor. Yeah, he's great. So that is our our you know lineup. Uh, and again, this was directed by Spielberg. You know, Spielberg did the sequel, and again, this is a good movie. John Williams did the score, and John Williams. You could tell purposefully diverted. Yeah, it has a different drive. Well, the music it, has a different drive, and I like it, it more. Whereas Jurassic Park, the music not only is under but also above. It's a character. The yeah. music is literally a character and, in the movie. And, yeah. It is in this too, but in a different way. Well, but in in the Lost World, I would more say that it it, it more serves as um, it, it holds up the story, it carries it. You yeah, know, and yeah. that's how I see music in films anyway. Yeah, yeah. Music sure. music carries a film at least. It should at least carry the film. It should at least be hands that help move the story along. Yeah, but sometimes that's you get a good way of putting it. you get those fantastic soundtracks that not only carry but also say, "Hey, this you, you need to listen for a minute. This movie wouldn't be." <laughs> near what it is if it wasn't for me and that's what it does in the first film yeah in the Lost i mean World. even our son when when he uh he, he he knows the jurassic park i mean he can read but he knows the jurassic park logo and when he came into the room this morning he was freaking out and he goes oh oh it's it's da 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 yeah. like <laughs> he knows right. the logo by the music so it just goes to show the music really is kind of its own character yeah and I remember in uh, you know ninety seven, well you know before ninety seven, I'm sure when you started seeing the um, uh, you know now it's leaks and 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 the inside word and what's going on and, yeah, and because you didn't the, get anything back because then. the internet back then you didn't get anything back in the nineties. Internet was around, but it was still it was supplemental at best. Yeah, and and when I started seeing the the posters with the the famous you know the the, the skeleton of the T Rex, the logo, something has survived. Something has survived, right? Love it. Yeah, we Love know it. that we're we're going back into Jurassic Park. And I remember hearing rumors for years. Yeah. Oh, they're going to make another one. Well, everybody they're wanted to make it. another one. They're going to make another one, and I was like, okay, when I'm ready. Yeah, and that being said, let us let us get into the film yes, itself. Please. Because something has survived, um, lots have survived. Yeah, actually. <laughs> lots has everything actually. survived. Yeah, pretty much the people didn't. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, let us uh, open the film here. We go to a place called Isla Sorna. That's, Isla Sorna. Yeah, that's where we find that we're at. Is it Isla? I mean, it's Spanish. Isla, Isla, Isla Sorna. <laughs> we open on a place called Isla Sorna. 
it's an island 87 miles southwest of Isla Nublar, or Nublar. And we know that if it's anywhere in the vicinity of Isla Nublar, we know we're, we're in bad territory. We know yeah. what we're going to be dealing with. Absolutely. Uh, we have a a upper class, uh, very well to do family, British family. Yeah, with their servants and stuff. They seem to have just decided let's park off this little uh, island, little island coast, and just uh, eat our. Our prawns. Our, yeah, I remember prawns. because she was like, come and eat your prawns. She's yeah. like, I don't like prawns. I'm yeah. like, really? It's a, yeah, it's a husband, a wife, and their servants, and their daughter. Yeah. And uh, they're preparing a lunch. Okay. Uh, that's what they decided to do. Maybe they're just on this big cruise. I don't know. Look, we got some prawns. Anyway, Let's the, just cook at Yeah. Here. The girl is given a roast beef sandwich by her mom, and... They go, well, she goes, excuse me, the girl goes, just kind of traipsing around the Yeah, yeah, island. I mean, so, uh, as far as they know, they're just, it's just a nice island. There's nothing well, that can harm yeah, them. Right. <laughs> because they are ignorant of this place. Right. Well, the young girl, um, she encounters a small, it's it's small, but it, it's clearly a little dinosaur. Right. We we as the viewer know, mm, honey, That's watch yeah, out. Right. Uh, it's a Compsognathus. If I'm saying yep. that correctly, that's the sure. Com- yeah, and <laughs> compies as they call them, right? In a, in a in a Camp Cretaceous. Okay, <laughs> so by themselves, mm, seemingly maybe a little annoying. You know, t- to harken back to Alan Grant, they're almost like seagulls. Yeah, like they're like they're that kind of creature. Yeah. Little little kind of like looking for food. Little scavengers. Yeah, just kind of like this. Yeah, it's just a weird little tiny dinosaur. Yes, but seemingly just kind of like eh. You know, just the worst it'll do right. is kind of like peck at your feet or something. Right. But she's, you know, a little kid's bored. She comes across this creature. She's like, oh, cool. And starts feeding it. But she gives it a little bit of roast beef. Yeah. And before we know it, she's surrounded by like 40 of them. Right. And, and she's a little overwhelmed. Large numbers, large numbers of, of compsignathus or compies, we'll call them that. That's a little bit easier. <laughs> is fatal. We find out. We find out. Uh, the little girl gets attacked. We just see the mom, you know, we hear the girl scream. Yeah, we don't see it. They don't show the, us. The mom turns the corner and just screams this horrifying scream. Yes. And then we go, yeah, go and ahead. I would, and, and I'd like to, to add, um, I like I said, I, I haven't finished Jurassic Park, the novel, which, you know, I, I'm, I'm in the middle of reading like Yeah, this things. is an important detail. But um, the, the appearance of these compies is actually in the very beginning of Jurassic Park, the book, not The Lost World. Uh, but, you know, I mean, look, it's a, it, a book. You can, Kali, you, can, you can put so much in a book. Right. You really can't put all that in a film, as we all no. know. Um, so the appearance of these and this is incident is actually in Jurassic Park. Yeah, the first book is the incident with the girl. Yes. And, uh, and, and the compies. And, it, and there's, there's several instances with the compies. Of yeah, because people the, getting bitten, people getting getting seriously injured, babies by these getting attacked. Yeah, by, by these, these creatures, and they're like, "This is not native to our island." Yeah, we this isn't this normal. Is. This isn't normal. So right. basically, what we're finding out is that they're getting out. Right, and I think the important detail about this is that in Jurassic Park, the novel, before we meet any of our key players, these events are happening. So it's already busted. Right, the system's now, already busted. <laughs> so, but in the Lost World, understand. This little girl just got attacked by little dinosaurs. Right. Doesn't matter if they're big, small, whatever. No. They're dinosaurs. Right. And the name of the island isn't Isla Nublar. It's Isla Sorna. Right. 
So that's so, so they've 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 traveled. So they've either traveled, or I mean, we can assume they've traveled, or they or maybe on a boat, whatever. But that that but well, we 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 were going to find out what the actual case is. But the bottom line is, there are still dinosaurs out there, and they're roaming around, and they're unchecked, and they're and they're making their way out of their original containment. Right. But we're going to find out exactly what the circumstances are right. on Isla Sorna, right. why the girl got attacked. But you would assume, okay. This is a different island. Are they getting out? Did they get out of Isla Nublar? What's going on? Right. These questions are going to be answered, but we don't see what happens to the girl. We see the mom turn the corner. She screams, and then... We're on the subway. And then we're on the subway with Dr. Ian Malcolm, our favorite mathematician. Yes. <laughs> right. Still in black. Yeah, still in black, still brooding. Yes. All right. He's he, without glasses now. Yeah, he's sitting there. He's, he's updated his look. Yeah, he's by himself. Uh, he's riding on a subway. He's on a train. Uh, we find that since the incident on Isla Nublar in the first film, uh, Ian Malcolm is disgraced mm. uh, in the sense that InGen, which is the company that uh, you know was was doing all of the uh, the Jurassic work, Park stuff, the Jurassic yeah. Park stuff. InGen was and the yeah. We the, always we saw the the logo so many times in right, Jurassic right. Park, so it's kind of we remember it. It seems that InGen and likely the U.S. and Costa Rican governments have covered up the Jurassic Park disaster that took place several years before. Right. It, it's because clear. only our, you know, only our key players and then the engine crew were the ones who were sub- subject to Right. It. This means that the survivors from Isla Nublar are considered quacks because some, we get this because some guy comes up to Ian Malcolm and makes fun of him. So basically he, he's a laughing stock. So here's this guy coming back saying, yeah, um, I, I, I was uh, on this island where they were building a park with dinosaurs. It got out of hand. People died. We barely escaped. But obviously no one believes them. Yeah, so like, was, okay, right, sure, dinosaurs. Right. Um, Ian is on his way to meet someone. When he arrives to a large house, we get a cheerful cameo of Tim and Lex. So good to see them. Tim and Lex. And the they're kids, grown up a little bit. Yeah, they're grown up, a little older, but still full of energy and joy. Happy to see Dr. Malcolm. Yeah, they, re- yeah, they vividly remember him, yeah. and it's sweet. One of their surrogate parents, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, we soon find that Ian is uh, there because he's been summoned. Because when we see Tim and Lex, who do we think of? We Dr. Th- Grant. We think of well, Dr. Grant, but we think, <laughs> of, we think of John Hammond. Those are his yes, grandkids. Yes, exactly. So, so Ian has been summoned by John Hammond, who is in failing health. And because of this, his company has been passed on to his nephew, a man named Peter Ludlow, who's greedy and skeevy. He's played by actor Arliss Howard. Ian has a very bad encounter with him before going in to meet Hammond because we see him. And uh, he accuses Ludlow of covering up the truth about what happened on Isla Nublar and ruining his career. So, again, that that answers the question, why was Ian being kind of... uh, pestered by that guy on the subway, it's because again, Engine and likely the U.S. and Costa Rican governments yeah. are like it didn't happen. They're nuts, right? So he's been completely discredited, and he was. It remember, Doctor Hammond, he invited the people, the, all the top people in their fields. Right, he was at the forefront. Yes, so now he's he. I mean, good goodness. Now he's, he's a nut. He's washed up. Now yeah. he's a crackpot. Right, poor guy. Malcolm goes in to meet Hammond, and. John Hammond is so difficult because he's so likable and lovable and you want him to be your granddad and you want to hug him and love on yes. him. Yes. But John Hammond is a dangerous individual. Yeah. 
He really is. You want to say he's a visionary, but he's a visionary that honestly does not count the cost. He's not thinking about what's actually best. No. For people. He's thinking about, I want to see my dream realized. Right. And And you realize, you're like, ooh, you're... Right, and now he's in. He fa- used to have a childlike wonder, but now I'm like, ugh, you're you're a little you're you're scary. But here's what I'm seeing about John Hammond: no foresight. He's in the moment all the time, and which isn't good. Well, we see that in the the, the first you know film. Yeah, he, he didn't see like when he talks about the flea circus. And right, the, he was caught up in the dream and the vision of right. of what Jurassic Park could be, not what it actually was. Yeah, which is a death trap, right, and a terrible idea. Um, Malcolm goes in to meet Hammond, and we find that, you know, again, well, let's take a second to look back. Look at what happened to Hammond's company. It's going to this guy, Ludlow, who, upon meeting him, we know this guy he's no good. is no good. So Hammond is not even—he's re- basically seeing his, his life's work go to his nephew, who is who really has no scruples. You know, not a good guy. And we're going to find out, obviously, yeah, more about Ludlow. Yeah, he's worse than Hammond— in that he actually is ambitious. Yeah, yeah. Hammond, I don't think Hammond sets out to be. It's that Hammond can't get past himself. Right. Right? But why is Ian there to, um, why has Hammond summoned Dr. Malcolm? Right. Well, this is what's going on. Um, Ludlow has a plan, we find. We find this out because Hammond shares a bombshell. There's more dinosaurs. <laughs> On a second island, Isla Sorna, Whoops. which is where our rich family was, the little girl that got attacked. It's also known as... And he talks about that. Yeah, it's also known as Site B. Oh, dear. Is, Isla Nublar was considered Site A. And Isla Nublar was the the park. Right, that's, that's, that's the first movie. But Isla Sorna is where they breed the dinosaurs. So it was the place where they were... Bre- like rearing them. Yeah, and then... Ship him over. Isla Nublar was mm-hmm. like, hey, look, there's dinosaurs. Here's our park. Yeah. Right? No good. <laughs> well, so so the reason why the little girl got attacked by the compies is because Isla Sorna is rife with dinosaurs. Right. Because after the disaster at Isla Nublar, um, they, they got out of there, but... And everything fell apart. Jurassic Park fell apart. Everything was just left and defunct. Yeah. And the dinosaurs were left there. And if you remember, Dr. Mm-hmm. Malcolm says, because you have to get into the science of this a little bit, guys. I don't want to lose you. but uh, And Brooke might be able to speak more on it because she's read the book. But those dinosaurs on Isla Nublar and Isla Sorna, now that we were talking about a second time, they were never, all of the dinosaurs created by InGen were never meant to survive without being given this stuff called lysine. Right, yes. They were not supposed to They weren't live. supposed to, but as Ian Malcolm has often said, yes. life finds a way, and life adapts. Life, you know, changes according to its environment. Yes. And they did not take, they just thought, we've got the science, we're good. And, and if we don't give them lysine, these animals will die. Right. They did not. They did not. In fact, and it's funny, Hammond is like, oh, you know, as you said, life found a way, and 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 Ian, Ian Malcolm is like, no, 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 no. You said that you know that they should be dead, right? You, you're not there to give them the lysine. He goes, they've lived, and not only that, they've created an ecosystem. Yeah, they've on this thrived. Island. They've thrived. So basically, we have Isla Sorna, which is back in the age of the dinosaurs, essentially. Yeah, yes. and that family just parked right on it, had lunch, and that's what happens when yes. you have lunch on an island full of dinosaurs. <laughs> you know, that's what happens. You're right. And, 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 and Dr. Malcolm says, here's what, why I brought you here. 
my nephew is up to no good. Oh, boy. He wants to take advantage and exploit the fact that there are still dinosaurs on this island. He's got plans for them. Right. He wants to run interference on that. Okay? Uh, he wants to, with Dr. Malcolm, he, he, he's got Dr. Malcolm as part of a team. He's not going to go. Hammond's not going to go. Remember, he's in failing health. No, he can't, yeah. He wants Dr. Malcolm and a few others, a small team, to go to Isla Sorna and conduct research on the dinosaurs and their ecosystem so he can present a plan to preserve the island and have it left alone. Which we all know is ludicrous. Because he knows Ludlow, his nephew, is going to go there and try to... He's going to try to make it a thing again. Make it a park. Make it a park or make or it some or kind of something. thing. Right. And Malcolm, of course, is like, you're nuts. One, you're nuts because there's a second island that's just rife with dinosaurs. And now we don't even know anything about them. Yeah. We don't really know what's there. At least at Jurassic Park, I mean, right. you kind of knew, okay, we're in this paddock. We're in that paddock. Right. This is just, we're going to go back to the dinosaur age and hope yeah. for the best. Now there's a whole other island. It's filled with dinosaurs that have that, that are living Without any assistance, they don't need the help. They are they are doing it. Yeah, so we don't we don't know what their capabilities are. Right. And Malcolm's like, you're nuts, absolutely, and I'm not going. Now here is where Hammond, seemingly harmless, with all of his sweetness, his youthful exuberance, kind of a nut. Yeah. Because Malcolm is roped in and he doesn't even realize it. Because his own girlfriend, paleontologist Sarah Harding. Is not just a part of the team. She's already there. Yeah, she's already, she signed on immediately. And Hammond's like, oh, she was so excited. And he's like, she, he's like, we, she came to me. I want you to know this. We couldn't uh. restrain her. She's and, and, and as if like, she's there. He could have restrained her. So <laughs> Malcolm, this is his girlfriend, his yeah. current girlfriend. And this is Julianne Moore's character. Which thought, begs says. the question, how's their communication? Because like, I feel like if. You were just like on an island full of dinosaurs. I right. know about it. Well, if I was like Sarah Harding, <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit about Sarah Harding. Yeah. I have a few choice words for Sarah Harding <laughs> in this episode, uh, Dr. Sarah Harding. Um, if I was like Sarah Harding, I absolutely wouldn't tell you. Right, right. Because right, Sarah right. Harding is a problem in this film. Well, and, sh- and if it's his girlfriend and he's been any any percentage honest, she knows what he's been through. She knows what he's seen, what he's survived. And if she's, go- yeah, if she's going, she knowingly endangers herself and him because she- he'll go after her. Right. Right. So at this point, Ian turns around and says, this isn't a research mission. This is a rescue mission. Bum, 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 yeah, bum, there we go. Bum, bum, so, and then John Hammond smiles because yeah, he's accomplished what he wants. That's and then it. goes right back to his that, bed. And that begs the question. I was like, question. ooh, because he counts on his fingers and goes, oh, oh there's my team. And that begs the like, question. I was like, man, dude, you're, you're savage. And that begs the question. Did John Hammond know what he was doing? And I believe, you better believe yeah. it. Yeah. I think you don't get where John Hammond gets Mm-mm. by just being like, oh, wh- okay. No, he, he knows how to pull strings. So He's like an evil Dumbledore. Not evil. A little bit. He's, but he's like a... a I, mischievous isn't the word because it's very calculated. He hasn't learned his lesson from the first no. film. Completely. Completely. Right. All right, so... We have a team that's going. It's Ian Malcolm. He's going because I guess he's been around this stuff before. I mean, he doesn't really give Dr. Malcolm, uh, like, 
he gives a reason for these other people that we're going to talk about, but he just says, you're going to go too. Uh, yeah, I think it's more, you've actually lived this. Right. You've lived it and you've been there, which isn't enough, but... but And I, at this point, I do want to talk about the, the new you have a better, Lost World theme that you, John uh, Williams... Okay, go ahead. Um, because this is when we kind of first hear it. It's it's a li- it's obviously not as iconic as the, you know, bum, 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 although we hear it. Yeah, you but hear it. But it has the dun, 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 and it's like... Right. I don't know. I, I I like it because it's it gives us this kind of like okay, the caravan's moving. We're yeah. on the we're on the way, and so, it has a very um, driven feeling to it, which the first movie has was more wonder, right? And like oh my gosh, like here we are. It's, you know, very very typical beginning. But it's not as catchy. As it's the first not one. as catchy because I don't remember it. Any I of that. I remember it just because I was like, oh, this is the Lost World. Right. Th- this is the new. You know Jurassic Park theme for this movie. Yeah. So for me, it was it was memorable because, you know, I'm, mu- I'm music's my thing. Certainly, yeah. Let's talk about our team. Yes. Uh, we have Ian Malcolm, Sarah Harding, Julianne Moore, who's already there, who's already there, couldn't be restrained. Paleontologist. Also going is a man named Eddie Carr. We who love Eddie. I love Eddie. Eddie's precious. I will always love Eddie. Uh, played by actor Richard Schiff. He's, he's great. He's a great actor. Yeah. Uh, he is a field equipment expert. And we have Nick Van Owen, <laughs> played by a very youthful Vince Vaughn, who's also who's also great in these serious roles. He is great. He's, um, and he's, but he's still funny. He's still funny in his own way. Yeah, and he's there as a documentarian. You know, right. Photographer, videographer, he's there to document, you know. And, and he has a history of going into places that are really intense and and, and like docu- National Geographic type stuff. Yeah, and uh, I think combat and things like that, yeah. Yeah. So that's our team. It's four people. That's it. Because, you know, that's that's enough. Yeah, we got we With got Ian. Prehistoric dinosaurs that right. weigh like two tons. Small team. He said, well, because, because Hammond wanted it to be, it, it's like they won't even know you're there. That's and also, actual crap. Though. Well, of course. I also want to explain. <laughs> it's also important to understand that Hammond has done some. He has some preliminary information about Isla Sorna, and that's that all the herbivores have are situated on the outer rim of the island, and the carnivores, which are your more dangerous ones, right, have situated themselves in the interior of the island. Makes which, sense. Which is why Hammond feels like it's fine. You're going to run into some what? Some brachiosaurs, some brontosaurs. Brontosaurus is just you know. such bad logic, though. Be like, you'll be fine. Like, you definitely won't come across Hammond, for some reason, still believes that he can predict this stuff. You cannot. This isn't just a group of animals. This is an entire universe. I mean, you can't help but go back to Ian Malcolm's lines. You know, life breaks free. It can't be contained. It breaks right. barriers. He says that in the first film. And, and, and there's, an, there's a thing about... Here's the thing. When I look at animals today, animals that exist... You know, yes, there's wild animals. There's animals out in the wild, but... We do coexist with the, with the animals that live here in the world today. It's like Malcolm's, uh, Ian Malcolm said. He goes, no, no, no. Dinosaurs were chosen because yeah. nature there, selected there, them for extinction. There's a reason why we don't co- cohabit with dinosaurs. Right, right, right. So you can't predict what this other universe is going to do. Right. And dinosaurs are part of a completely different universe that nature decided to, okay, bye, yeah, now it's a new one, right? Right. So for some reason, Hammond still thinks he can um, predict this stuff. He cannot. So again, Ian sees this as a rescue mission, not a research expedition. Before he leaves, he's getting ready to leave. They're going to leave by boat, right? So they're going right. to get to Isla Sorna. Uh, before he leaves, we meet Kelly, Malcolm's daughter, played by Vanessa Lee Chester. Love her. 
if you've seen, if you were a 90s kid and you saw Harriet the Spy, right. she was one of the three best friends in that movie. So I instantly recognized her from that. Yeah, and I've not seen her in much since yeah. um, uh, The Lost she World. She was but, in The Little Princess as yeah. well. She was also in that. Yeah, but she is she is really good in this. Yeah. Um, she's Malcolm's, again, Malcolm's daughter. And based on their initial rapport, it seems that Ian is lacking as a reliable dad. Yeah. You know, doesn't keep his word, you yeah. know, seems to be gone in and out of Kelly's life. And I mean, she clearly loves him, clearly has affection for him. And they yeah. they do have a good relationship. But I mean, you know, he, he he's he's not he's not present. He's Ian Malcolm. But even Sarah Harding lends, lends some to that as right. well, well as his presence as a partner. She has a hard time redeeming herself in my eyes, but not, right, not, right, she's, right. Not a, she's not completely, you know, uh, devoid of, of, of being a good character. And, and But I'm going to talk about why... Uh, Sarah Harding is a difficult issue for me. Um, so uh, Ian does not exactly, of course, why would he tell Kelly where he's going? So he doesn't exactly lay it out. He just says, I'm going to be gone for a few days. And she has childcare, And Kelly is unhappy about this. And Ian's too caught up with what's going on right. that he doesn't really lay down the law. And he doesn't really pay attention to the fact that Kelly is not. She ain't gonna do it. She's not because she's like this. I think is she she's like a preteen or early teen like she's yeah. not a child but she's not a full teenager either. I think she's in that kind of like late middle school early high school age. Then Defi- I don't think they actually give us her definitely age. the age where she's old enough and smart enough to where if she doesn't want to do something she's gonna find a way. She ain't gonna do it. To yeah. not do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so they go to Isla Sorna. They get there. Um, it isn't long after arriving that Ian and Sarah reunite uh, as Sarah is studying a herd of Stegosaurus. So that's kind of the first. Yeah, we posted this on our on our account early uh, on Instagram. You know, the, yeah. the, their first sighting of the Stegosaurus. Like, oh, my God. And he goes, oh, yeah. Ooh, ah. So it starts. And then there's a running and a yeah. screaming because he's like, oh, guys, don't. Don't this? Yeah, yeah it's great for because, now. But we're yeah, going to die. Because Eddie, <laughs> Eddie and Nick are like, oh, my God, this is incredible. You yeah. Know, dinosaurs. So, as as he was the first time he saw this, and Sarah is just in the midst of them, uh, f- photographing them, messing and with the babies, touching the baby's head, and laughing in wonder. Sarah is stubborn and driven, and then promptly almost dies. Yeah, uh, she almost dies. Yeah, one of the like adult, in the first scene we see. Yeah, one of the adult Stegosaurus is almost like takes her head off with its tail. Uh, so again, Sarah is stubborn and driven. Everything, a little foolhardy. Yeah, everything we need. In a film to cause problems. And, you know, Ian just wants to get off this death trap of an island. And Yeah, he, he he's officially not there to do anything Hammond says. He is there to get Sarah and come home. Right. That's, it, that's his view. But Sarah's not having it. She's like, I'm going to finish my research, right? And it's not long after, of course, Ian and Sarah have this argument and this disagreement uh, when our small team of researchers, researchers, quote unquote, find that they will not be alone on this island, Ludlow shows up. Of course, with engine, with his massive engine entourage via helicopter and boat. He's coming, obviously, uh, in some form or other. We're going to find out why. But this is about his investment. This is about his his company. Yep. Among Ludlow's team is a man named Roland Tembo. This is Pete Postlewaite. Uh, Who he was in. Uh, the the one that comes to mind is James and the Giant Peach. He yeah. was the mysterious guy that yeah. offers him the weird, crazy worms. He's good at playing those kind of ominous characters that you don't yeah. quite know their motive. So he he excels in this role. Yeah, he's a big game hunter in this. Yes, uh, he's mysterious. 
Uh, and probably, in my opinion, I wouldn't say probably. I would definitely say who is the most interesting, yes. layered character in the movie. It is Roland Timbo. Yes, because we haven't had. He's kind of like our stand-in for um, what's the, the our, our our raptor um, expert Muldoon. Muldoon. He's kind of like the next Muldoon for this movie. Yeah. He's our he's the guy who understands a predator and yes. wants to I mean now he actually wants to catch them whereas Muldoon was like I'm trying to contain Well this. yeah, he's working with Hammond, you know. Muldoon was working for Hammond. Right, T- but he Tembo, has an interesting journey in this. Tembo's got his own, you know, purpose, his yes. own, you know, uh his own code um and what he tells Ludlow is I just want to hunt a male T-Rex. A male, a buck only, he says. He says, my reasons and purposes are my own. I'm here to help you. You don't even have to pay me money. You can keep your money. I just want to get a shot at hunting a T-Rex. Yeah, and he's basically like, just don't get it. He basically tells him, don't... Do not get in my way with this. Right. I'll, I'll do what you are asking me to do, but you will not get in my way of, of this particular yeah, thing. Hunting a male T-Rex. And, and he's like, okay. Yeah. Like, that's so fine. Roland, and, and Roland knows his stuff. And, he does. And, and Roland also brings with him his team, uh, his partner, AJ. It's A-J-A-Y. AJ Sidhu. Yeah, yeah. And Dieter Stark, and that's Peter Stormare. <laughs> oh, and he's a bit of a mess. Yeah, he is. And he's... He's not good. He's rolling second in command. And AJ is his partner. Uh, and also with them, with Ludlow's group, is a paleontologist, Robert Burke. Ludlow's group again. That's long hair dude, right? Yeah. So and, and this Meat is an loaf guy. and this is an important <laughs> um this is an important uh detail, guys. Uh, Ludlow's group has no idea that Malcolm's group is on the island. They don't know they're there. Right. Okay, so, just like they didn't know, Engine was and and their group was going to be there. Yeah, Hammond did this. This is like a clandestine thing. Yeah, Hammond did this without Ludlow knowing. He's trying to and run- did not inform the team of this, which is dumb yeah. at best. Right. A bombshell moment takes place when Malcolm realizes uh, that Kelly stowed away on the boat to Isla Sorna, and you know she is on the island. Right, because she's cooking and starts. Smoking out the trailer. Yeah, she burns it, right. Uh, and so this raises the stakes of this already perilous mission. Uh, first problem, well, excuse me, second second problem with Sarah. So uh, Sarah has um, already been like, I don't care what you say, Ian, I'm staying. Okay. And she kind of you leverages his, um, I guess, his lack of presence in her life well, yeah, as a this reason is, why. Yeah, this is the second problem with Sarah. Yes. She's... She acts like she's impressed with Kelly. Okay, Girl so, power. <laughs> so here, here, here is you know uh, what I'm going to say about Dr. Sarah Harding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get that she's the Dr. Grant slash Ellie Sattler of the team, uh, but not really. But the whole, uh, really. yeah, the, the whole, but the whole. I'm passionate about dinosaurs. This is my life's work, no matter the cost. Attitude. Is going to come at great cost. It's deadly in this story. Yeah. Sarah Harding, for one thing, which is what I know you were thinking when I mentioned earlier about Doctor Grant Ellie Sattler. She is no Doctor Grant. She is certainly no Ellie Sattler. No, she is not. I I, we, lo- I, I like her as a character in some ways, but I she's li- very yeah. problematic. And I don't she care is. how great of an actress you are, Julianne Moore, and you're great. <laughs> you're fantastic. We love you. The character of Sarah Harding is no Doctor Grant and is no Ellie Sattler. Just simply not. No. Sarah Harding makes things worse in this movie, and though it's unintentional, she gets people killed. 
Yeah, it's um this movie as is typical it, it the only thing I can compare it to is The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, the first season, the zombies are the enemy. Right. Then after that, you realize people actually are the problem. Yes. Absolutely. And in the, it, that's that's the that's the way I'm 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 thinking about this as an adult having seen it again, you know, after, you know, <laughs> when I saw it in the 90s. Yes, the dinosaurs are a threat. Yes, the dinosaurs are an obstacle, but people's ambition. Right. That's the actual villain in this movie. Yeah. It's it, and we're a, we're we're trying to get away from the dinosaurs. Yes, of yeah. course they're scary, but the people and what they're actually there for—that's mm-hmm. what's getting people killed yeah, well, big you, time. Right, and that's lo- that's kind of how I Sorry. view Sarah Harding. She's—I'm not saying she's a villain, but her ambition ca- causes villainous results. Well, no, but like let's look at the first film. It's easy to see Dennis Nedry as a villain. Yeah, yeah, Ambit- he's out for himself. Is ambition. Yeah. Right? He yes. wanted money. Yes. It's hard to see John Hammond as a villain. Yeah. But John Hammond's ambition. It, it is it's the it's it's the true villain right. really and then we look at the second film and we see that Hammond is still he's better but he's not he's not really where he needs not to be much better. Ludlow's really our villain yeah but on the flip side of that coin Sarah is not is not um uh, pure as the driven snow no again no. she gets people killed in this movie right, and we'll get to that okay we find out uh, what Ludlow is trying to do. So here's Ludlow's whole deal. Uh, Ludlow is attempting to harvest the dinosaurs, and he actually is successful initially. They get there, and they're just rounding them up. Yeah, and these cages. And it, and it is inhumane. They, the, you know, all the our team, you know, our, our guys, they're watching. Team Malcolm. Yeah, Team Malcolm. There you go. As they're rounding. You know, they're using the shock torches, and yeah. it isn't good. No one likes to see any creature no. treated like that. Because no. I mean, if there's an island dinosaurs, just I mean, I don't know. Leave, leave them alone. Leave them alone. And hope they don't spread out. Leave them alone out. and pray to God that they don't. Yeah, right. get to us. But I mean, so there is a moment where our team is like, "Ooh, I don't. Mm, this isn't good. I don't like to see this." You know, it's not that Ludlow doesn't need to be stopped. No, he but, does. But, he but, does. But but I want to. But 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 just to, again to throw Sarah into the mix of this, um, she, what she does that causes chaos and death. Has nothing to do with her trying to stop Ludlow. It's no, her. It's no. her doing the Sarah Harding thing. True. Completely careless, uh, and 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 um, it, it causes a lot of harm, and it's upsetting. But Ludlow is harvesting the dinosaurs, not to create a massive park. We find, but to create a more what appears to be a, a manageable exhibit in San Diego. Horrible idea. Yeah. Do not bring these things to the mainland. Yeah, an original idea that Hammond had, but abandoned for Isla Nublar. So he was like, you know, which Ludlow sees or saw uh, Isla Nublar as it was too big of an undertaking. This massive island. Well, to ask people to come to, you know, Costa Rica, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, bring, he said, what is this? You, You don't ask people to go to the zoo, bring the zoo to them. Right. That's one of his lines in this dumb commercial they're yeah. shooting. Well, he's he's well, he's connected via satellite to the investors. All right. So Ludlow harvests several uh, harvests several dinosaurs and via satellite, I believe he's he's talking to these guys around a table. Those are in, his yes, investors. Yeah. Yes, he's showing them he's made like a 3D map of yeah. his idea for the San Diego Zoo. Is <laughs> another San Diego Zoo, right. you know, as we know, Jurassic San Diego Park, Zoo is yeah. famous, you know. Um, but he's like, you know, oh, we can have visitors in less than a month. It's going to be great. No one will die. You know, all that. All those lies. Again, 
back to Sarah, she's a problem. But we find that if you think Sarah Harding's a problem, she is. But she's not near the problem she she becomes until she's connected with Nick. Because Nick is not only a documentarian, he's an activist. Yep. Uh so he's like, let's get these guys out of here. Let's get these guys out of here, right? Which I agree. I don't want them in cages. That's not necessary, and this but... isn't necessarily an issue. But again, Sarah's not a problem, but doesn't again become near the problem she becomes until she meets, until she's connected with Nick, who is not only again he's an activist, and they set out to sabotage Ludlow's plan. They secretly free some of the dinosaurs. Again, Ludlow does not know they're there, so they they release uh, a bunch of the dinosaurs that they had captured earlier. Uh, in the midst of this satellite, you know, yeah, recording, whatever. Yeah, and they just run them up, destroy the camp, and after this, this is when Roland, Roland and Ludlow discover they are not alone on the island. Roland, meanwhile, has been tracking the male T-Rex, the, you know, the one As he, he said he would the be. The buck. And he finds the nest of a family of T-Rexes. Mommy and Daddy are gone. Oh, Yeah, Mama and Daddy are gone. <laughs> Sorry. But who's left is the baby, a baby T-Rex who's, like, eating something, you know. and Still could eat me. They t- I mean, he still could eat you. Very dangerous. Yeah. They take it from the nest in order to bait and kill. And, yeah. uh, bait and get the male T-Rex. Which is terrible. I, I That does make me... The, the scene of the baby T-Rex crying for its mom while they're waiting in a tree, that's still very sad to me, even if it is a T-Rex. Yeah, well, in the chaos that ensues when... Uh, Ian's team releases the dinosaurs. Right. Nick discovers this uh, baby T-Rex that that Roland has taken and tied up and left out. And he's injured. Yeah. The leg or something is injured. Yeah, but, and again, remember, Roland is probably, you know, Roland is gone. He's helping manage what's, you know, the the, the crazy chaos you know, that they let the dinosaurs out. Right. So, so he has left it unattended. So Nick gets it and takes it back to their camp <laughs> where Sarah is. And we find the baby had been injured. And in her defense, she does say, are you out of your mind? She's not like, yeah, bring it. Like, in her defense, she, for a second, is like, oh, my God, don't do this. Ian's not going to like this. As she lays it on At, the table and right. begins to work on it. I mean, I'm just saying. Sarah, while verbally protesting, is with every bit of the action in her <laughs> physical body, more than ready to go to work on this baby T-Rex. <laughs> And sure enough, Your passion for this. <laughs> and sure enough, here comes Mama. Ugh, very akin to you know the first movie with right. the eye, you know the pupil in the yeah, eye looking except, in. It's not good. Except times two because Daddy's there. Mom and Daddy are not happy, which and I the, would not be happy right. either. Ian is able to. Ian is also there. He's trying to get back to 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 put a stop to it, but it's too late. And by the way... And he, when he comes in, he is not happy. So in this trailer, this little trailer where they're working on the baby baby T-Rex, you have Nick, Sarah, and Ian. And up in a tree in this little... The uh, high hide. It's called the high hide. You have Eddie and Kelly. You know, Ke- yeah, because Kelly, she's for a se- she's surveying the situation. She's a kid. Yeah, she's not comfortable. And all of a sudden... Because I, I remember cause when, I, when I saw the movie, I, you know, I was kind of like, oh, I'm like Kelly, I'm a kid. She's like, I, 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 I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. Like, she yeah. knows. Yeah. She does the, must go faster. You know, she takes after dad. She's like, let me get out of here. I want to go someplace high. Right. So Eddie takes her up into the high hide. Right. And Ian goes, okay, I'm going to 
try to go back down and see if I can run interference on this baby T-Rex business that Sarah and Nick are yeah. up to their necks in. And now they're all up to their necks in it. Again, mommy and daddy are now here. Right. And a, and a, and a kind of important character moment for Ian, which I, we get lost in the action of it because the action's what it's all about. But he tells Kelly, he's like, I'll be back. I give you my word. She goes, but you never keep your word. Right. And Sarah has also said this. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of for so for a moment it kind of gets lost like I said lost in the action but yeah. we are seeing a little bit into Ian Malcolm's world as a human being outside of the mathematician. Right, you never keep your word, and he's like, he can't even he can't yeah. doesn't, but, he but really doesn't yeah, dispute but he, it but he goes but he's got to get back yeah now say, again mommy and daddy are there Sarah sets the baby T Rex's leg and gives the baby to the parent T Rexes who are like thanks thanks I guess, I guess yeah. And leave, and quickly come back because they mad still. without baby. <laughs> they, yeah, it's they just put, mommy and daddy. They put him back up in that nest, and they are back to mess some to people come up. back and kill or whatever. I mean, who knows? Obviously, not good. No. Spells certain doom. <laughs> uh, Sarah, and this Ann is one and of the it, most iconic scenes of the movie. They're in their trailer, and and mommy and daddy push them off, push their trailer off. Over the cliff, and it's hanging there, and then they leave again. I guess thinking, okay, good job. Way mm-hmm, to go, Dad. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Mom. Let's go back. Eddie shows up. Sweet Eddie. Sweet Eddie. Valiantly attempts to rescue them by, you know, he's got his truck. He's trying to use, like, the winch and stuff to pull, you know. And while he's doing that, Mommy and Daddy come back again, and they eat Eddie. It's aw- And it's awful. And it's awful. Because, because he's... Probably one of the, I think he's oh, the best character in the and movie. This actually. is where I'm like, okay, Sarah and Nick, and Nick, yeah. pat yourself on the backs because that's on you. Y'all could just let mom and dad found him. That's on you. I mean, I get it. They were trying to repair his leg. Like, like you know, it's like again, they were trying to repair the baby T-Rex's leg. I see there is value in that, but just leave. That's just on leave you. it. Just leave it. So <laughs> Eddie's dead. Nature. Okay, <laughs> just leave it. Because y'all all going to get, and this, but this, the only good thing about this, the only good thing about the situation is that the two teams are like, okay, we are up against something well, much yeah. bigger than ourselves and we're going to have to come together. Right, because Ian and Sarah and Nick and Kelly, who's been up in the high hide, they're ultimately rescued by Ludlow's by group. Yeah. yeah, by Ludlow's group. And now they have to work together. Yeah, so, so Team Malcolm and Team Ludlow are ha- now Team survive this yeah, park. We got to get the heck out of Isla Sorna. <laughs> yeah. Cuz both groups are now stranded on the island. Ludlow's group member sabotaged by Nick. Yeah. And Sarah earlier lost their ability to communicate, so they all have to work together yeah, to get out. Yeah, everyone's messed up now. But the only way they can get off the island is to traverse into the interior of the island where the carnivores dwell to reach the engine facility. Not that we have not already been accosted by the carnivores. Right. Right. <laughs> Obviously, see, again, the T-Rex, right. they're like, hey, we're out here. We go wherever well, we want. Well, but my thing is, where do you think, the, where do you think the, the carnivores go to get their food? Right. I mean, you re- what, they eat each other? No. no. Right. Like, come on now. So. Common sense. They have to, again, they have to traverse the interior of the island where the engine facility is, which apparently has the, you know, the ability to uh, power up and communicate yeah. with the outside world. Traversing deeper into the island has its costs. Dieter, Peter Stormare's character, again, not a pleasant guy, uh, goes off to relieve himself, use the bathroom, and he is killed by a group of compies. Yep. 
and they are merciless in numbers. And, and which is which is fitting because in a previous scene he was shocking them. Yeah, he was messing for no good reason. One by itself again, annoying little thing. Yeah, but, but he, when there's like it was 60, unnecessary, of course. So but, it's so it's you know a little poetic. Yeah, but that when he is, yeah. you know dispatched when, by them when there's sixty of them, game over. Yeah, you're done. Uh, later that night, the, like little jackals. Yeah, later that night, the T Rexes ambush their camp, and we lose some more folks. Robert Burke, who is the paleontologist that came with Ludlow's group, is killed. Uh, so, and that's you know that's the the crazy scene where the T Rex has got his head in the tent and he's smelling them. And yeah, and for some reason, scary. For some reason, that is some I scary stuff. Sarah had a Ziploc bag that had like a Biggie fry in it. I was I like, I was like, wait a minute, you and put, like Butterfingers? Yeah, like no, no, but there was a. A red biggie box of French fries. I'm like, <laughs> where did you get that? Those things were have got to be at least like. I, I and mean, I forgot all I'm about thinking, biggie fries. There's not one on Isla Sorna. No, there's not. And obviously, I'm assuming you've already been on the island at least a, what a few a week. I'm gonna guess that was killing. What are you doing carrying around a dang Ziploc bag <laughs> of French fries and you're trying to zip them up and stuff? A what taste of home, do, right? <laughs> Silly. I, I'm telling you, I, I could be seeing things, but I saw the French fries. <laughs> I did. I don't remember that, but I trust you. <laughs> anyway, the bottom yeah, that, line is... That scene is very scary. The T-Rexes show up and say, I just want to let you guys know. I know full well you're here. I know you're here, and we are not finished. <laughs> this ain't over. You mess with my baby. Right. I'm a mess back. <laughs> right. So so obviously the, 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 the Tyrannosaurs are, tra- are tracking them. Yeah, which is interesting because... That's the first time we're seeing that in this film, in the Jurassic Park right. universe. You know, before it was just the T-Rex and you're in my pad and I broke out of my pad. Yeah. But it's now like, it's like hunting. Yeah. Which right. Is they are out of their league. Exciting here. as a premise, but, you know, definitely scary. So, again, an eco, a full-blown ecosystem has been underway here. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, again, Burke's dead. The group then, you know, the remaining survivors, which again, Ian's team still intact with the exception of Eddie who's died. Right. Um, they do approach the InGen facility, but then we get into raptor territory. Which, the tall they are gr- the scariest, actually, And this is the iconic scene, the tall grass, where we see... Don't go into the tall grass! Yeah, so we have the guys going down, we see them, and suddenly we just see these lines Oh, it's so moving. great. It's so terrifying oh it's horrifying and of course they're dropping like flies this is where roland loses aj and yeah that's uh, you know, sad actually yeah it is it really is um so ultimately ian nick sarah and kelly are able to make it into the engine base uh and they they evade a, a group of velociraptors uh kelly does some gymnastics yes that's one of that's one of my favorite your, your mom and i we were decorating for yossi's party and yeah. we heard, i heard the music Right. Of that part, because I remember the music. I was like, oh, it's going on. So we came back, we run, and she does her little, because she had gotten cut from the gymnastics team. Yes. That was kind of a big thing that she was telling Ian before they left. But she was able to outmaneuver. But she kicks a raptor out a dang window, and, yeah. and Ian is like, they cut you from the team? Like, right. <laughs> like, you just really? dispatched a man-eater. Like, she gave her a second look, right? Right. So that was kind of a neat moment. She saved her right. dad from certain death. Yes, yeah, so... It is good that Kelly came along. Yes. And, and, and they're able to make it to the engine base, and they're able to call for help. The remaining survivors are rescued, including Ludlow and Roland. And then we have a bombshell, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Roland didn't get to uh, necessarily kill a T-Rex. He sedates one. And Ludlow takes that sedated adult daddy Come on, T-Rex. Man. Come on. 
and his kid, little baby T-Rex, to the mainland. So not only did, you know, so yes, our, our heroes made it out, but so did a dang I just want to know where everyone's T-Rex. head is at. I right. just want to know right. where everyone's logic went. Right. Like, this is very clear. You've lost friends just, in, in a matter of hours. Here is the... and No, it's fine. Let's bring them back where they can eat all the yeah. all the people they want. Here's the moral of the story of all Jurassic Park <laughs> movies. The T-Rex always wins. Like, it's always true. Okay, it's really if, true. If you want to sedate like... I mean, if, if you want to sedate like, uh, I don't know, a Stiggy Moloch or something... A, a, stick, a Stegosaurus, a Brachiosaurus. Like, I can sit on my porch... I can be enjoying a nice evening. A Stiggy Mollock can come running down. I'll be like, oh, that's that, that's that dinosaur I mean, that got away from the park. I mean, he'd crush our car for sure, but, you know. Why are you going to mess with the dinosaur that always gets the last word, always <laughs> gets the last laugh, and he basically says, you're going to come into my house, and then you're going to try to take me out of it, and you're going to take my kid. This The T-Rex always <laughs> wins. It's true, especially in the Jurassic Park universe. Even in... The later movies, even in Jurassic World, and the T-Rex is like, I'm sorry, I have the last laugh. We got Dr. Wu trying to build the (laughs) ultimate Terminator dinosaur. We got Indoraptors. We got all this crazy stuff. And the T-Rex like, it always comes back to me. He's the godfather. He's the godfather of dinosaurs. He is the king daddy ruler. (laughs) He's the world heavyweight champion. Leslie Jordan. He's the world heavyweight champion, the (laughs) T-Rex. I don't understand. And here's Ludlow. We're going to bring one over. Okay, let's see what happens. He's the right? Ric Flair of dinosaurs. Right. So they get back to the mainland. Uh, Roland, throughout the movie, again, interesting. Doesn't seem bad or good, mm-hmm. right? He's almost like the dinosaurs. Not completely innocent, but he's not depraved. Uh, his time on the island, seeing Ludlow's plans and losing his friends, causes him to be disillusioned with everything, and he ends up quitting. Uh, Ludlow offers him a job, and yeah. he's like, I'm out. So, so uh, I, I was happy that, yeah. that that Roland lives to. He doesn't he took become the. I don't want to say the high road. Well, but he did. He yeah, doesn't. He doesn't. He, he doesn't become a villain. He just lives to hunt another day. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Maybe hunt something a little less um, life threatening. I would have loved Pete Postlewaite to to have lived uh, into. Yeah, I kind of wanted him to be f- part of the final battle a little bit. Well, no, but... I would. I would have loved to have seen him. No, what I was saying was, I would have loved for the actor to have lived. I would have loved to have seen his character in, in, in some of these newer films. That would have been that would have been cool. You know, I, he, he would be a character worth reviving. As sure. we know, Dominion, yeah, is coming out and it's bringing all the old ones back. And I th- I think he was one of the really memorable parts of Lost World. Yeah, that I, I think I would have loved to have seen come back. And he was so, enig- enigmatic. Like I felt like there yeah. was more about him that we could have yeah. found out. So we would have loved to have seen Roland Tembo. Thanks, Pete Postlewaite. If I'm butchering your last name, I'm sorry. Rest in peace. And we 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 would have loved to have seen you. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, he leaves. He's like, I'm out, Ludlow. I can't do this. Ian and Sarah try to convince Ludlow to stop what he's doing. Of course, Ludlow's like, no. He's got the infant T Rex at the attraction. Takes it, you know, again in San Diego, and then of course chaos. Why? Well, because it's the T Rex. The T Rex escapes. The, the the adult on the boat. He kills everybody on the ship he's on, and he and the ship comes to shore very dracula-esque yeah and he gets <laughs> off the ship and just He's decides like, to san diego. take a stroll through san diego he kills a dog which is the worst he uh runs through a busy street kills a guy yep an innocent dude right people well, freaking out buses getting turned over uh, it's 
Yeah. Rick and stoplights. He messes up a blockbuster, which is just terrible. Right. So the T-Rex, while certainly annoyed, certainly upset, <laughs> is not having any problems being a T-Rex on the mainland. As we would He's think. just running through just like, you know, a few more obstacles, but definitely a lot more food running around. Certainly looks different from my island. But hey, but I'm, I've adapted before. I'm still the king. He adapts pretty dang quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. Idiots. <laughs> Idiots. It's not inaccurate. Ian and Sarah are able to get the infant from the attraction, and they're able to bait the King Daddy Ruler. Yet again. Back to the ship. They're able to get him back to the ship. Of course, Ludlow pursues them. This is his, this is his investment. Yeah. This is his ticket to being the richest man on earth. And he ends up on the boat. But he ends up cornered mm-hmm. by the t- by the dad T Rex and its baby. Now this is kind of a interesting honestly moment. Ludlow gets some mercy because I would be so afraid of the of the dad T Rex, but the dad lets his baby and as he looks on in pride, yeah, watches the baby <laughs> yes. kill Dispatch Ludlow. Dispatch him, my love. Yeah, so Ludlow gets killed by the baby T Rex, and, and he's honestly, like, wait, wait, honestly, like he keeps saying wait, wait. I'm like, dude, no, it's, it's not, a mercy that, it's that the last thing you. It's a mercy that you didn't see as the last thing, the adult Tyrannosaurus Rex, something from prehistoric times, from a time that should have never came in contact with you. Right. <laughs> something older and bigger and scarier than you could ever imagine. Yeah. Is about to just... It's, just wreck you. Re- you, you, are, you are about to be gone, right? So he lets his kid do it. Yeah. And of course... Nice lesson in parenting, you know, delegation. Right. Not quite done. Ludlow's gone. And, and while that's happening, the T-Rex, of course, as you said, watching in pride, uh, Sarah is able to sedate the adult T-Rex again while Ian closes them up in the cargo bay. Right, right. And obviously the authorities come in. Yeah, and, and now it's on the news. Now the, it's, it's, it's over now. Right, so Ian Malcolm isn't a quack anymore. Right. And that's good for us. Which honestly, is actually kind of cool. That's I mean, good. he's redeemed. It's also good for Dr. Grant. It's good for Dr. Sattler, wherever which, they're at. Which we find out later, yeah. Right, that, that they're not quacks anymore. No. And it also means that the daddy T-Rex and his baby are going back to Isla Sorna. And in a way, I'm kind of gl- I'm glad that... <laughs> I know it's terrible. I'm yeah. glad they're unharmed and they can go back home. And for once, Hammond's plan works, which is Isla Sorna becomes... The preservation of that island. The preservation. And, and, and Dr... Uh, excuse me, not Dr., but John Hammond gives us a nice epilogue. He's like, these, these, these animals, right, they mm-hmm. require... What is it? It's, it? He he gives a nice little epilogue. Like they require our absence. Yes. He goes. They need to be left alone. He's like, we thought we could. Right. Because we're we're it's a scene where we're watching Ian and um, Sarah and Kelly watching this on the news. We're seeing the footage of the dinosaurs of the of the boat. You know, traveling back, and we have this nice kind of monologue from uh, John Hammond, and it's. You want to say it's peaceful, and it is, but obviously we're reviewing this movie years later after having already seen, you know, Jurassic Where, World, Fallen Kingdom, you know, and right, we know. Which is a great movie. And, and This is not how it ends. Which, you know, John Hammond is long gone. He's long right, left us. Right. So now we have Dr. Malcolm coming in and saying, I thought this was going to be over, but not only is it not over, we are now in Jurassic world but he but really ian malcolm net always knew it wasn't over he was he always, always knew it wasn't over because they're there he was always the harbinger of the great truth of the story yes. which is this won't work the only way it can work is if it's 
as if we as if we as if our world collides with theirs. There is no our world, and, and they were just gonna have to see how we fare. Right. That, yeah, basically, there is there like there is no situation where we live in our world and we have in a little miniature world in a little containment area this other world, right? Because the whole question that is being posed is well, not question, but the whole issue that's being posed is. They weren't supposed to be here. Nature had already done the job for us. But now that we've introduced it back into the equation, now we see how – now we have to see how we fit. It's like that, that – that, It's it's done now. Yeah, it's like we went and reawakened yeah. this old power. Older and fouler things in the deep. But what I'm saying is, is that these things – you know, these things are meant to grow and flourish and take a life of their own. That's what nature does. That's it's what a, life does. That's what life does. So nature's like, this chapter's closed. We reopened it. So now the chapter's like, it's doing its thing. It's opening up right in the middle of ours. Right. And it's growing. And so we just kind of have to see. Right. And now, it, and, and the only, like, I mean, ultimately, the, the solutions you would look at would be, okay, we exterminate all that. We get, we literally obliterate it all. Mm-hmm. Which, as we know, probably wouldn't work because it's too big now. Right, you can't. Uh, so now we just and have it, to see how we we all fare. Right, and then of in course, the presence of one another. Not to get into Jurassic Kingdom, but that presented the question is uh, that that presented the question of, well, now is it even right to obliterate it? Right, it's too. It's been too long now. And now it's like, nope, nope. This is the world now. Yeah, this and is I, the world. I now. love that. That's what a what a what a fun so, premise to play with. So you have the king of the jungle, which is the lion. And on the other side, who he supposedly replaced. You know, when you think of the king of the animals, you think of the lion. Yeah. And on, on the other side of that cliff, remember the T-Rex was roaring right at it, basically like, yeah. oh. Oh, but no. when dinosaurs ruled the earth. Right. So but we're like, at something else. You're not the king anymore, bud. King, daddy, ruler. All right. So that's the Lost World. And though. interestingly enough, we also end Lost World with a Pteranodon. We ended... Jurassic World was seeing, you know, like you well, know, was seeing the, the, the was seeing the uh, the bird. seagulls and the, the stuff. birds, yeah, the birds. It, but we're we're back to the winged creatures. We're kind of yes, yeah. with, you know, we ended Jurassic, you know, Park with you know, oh, we're flying away and we see the birds, but <laughs> now we're seeing the and, and maybe it's an maybe it's like foreshadowing, saying that maybe like okay, yeah, before we saw the seagulls, but now mm, it's actual dinosaurs. Yeah, so I think it if looking at it now. Mm-hmm. After having seen the other movies, I'm like, oh, that was foreshadowing. Well, it's a, a nice, way. it's a nice idea to think, if you're John Hammond, that right. oh, we're away from the island. Mm-hmm. Great, we need to leave them alone. These things have grown. These things have spread, and you have dinosaurs in the water. Ugh. What are they going to do? Well, we should stay near our island, right? And they, they have don't no think trouble like adapting. They, what we're seeing, and, I, and another thing that I thought of when I was watching this movie. And, Obviously, we we it was spoken of in Jurassic Park, which was you know he said you know when Grant and the kids are in the forest, and he goes, oh God, you know Ian was right, they're breeding, life found a way. We already knew they were. Adapted. It's going to continue to because there were theoretically only females. We obviously right. saw that theory obliterated in the first film. So moving into Lost World, we could assume that's you know, as we saw with the mom and dad T Rex and child. Yep. Breeding's not an issue. Nope, not anymore. And if we know how it is in the, you know, the animal kingdom with humans, anyone. Right. Breeding's not an issue. So right. it's going to get worse. <laughs> and it has. So and it has. And it continue. keeps getting worse. So if you haven't seen those movies, continue to check out the story. Yes, you know, I, yes. I, I, I remember being concerned when they were when they were reopening the Jurassic Park 
uh, saga that it was going to be problematic, but it is not. It's been really good. So, oh yes, yeah, you know us keepers of the '90s nostalgia. We always get concerned when we yeah. hear new, you know, sequels coming out because we're like, oh my god, please don't, you know, don't crap on what was so good. Right. I have to say, the Jurassic Park universe, the Jurassic World, has done yeah. an incredible job upholding. All of those things. So here's hoping for. Uh, I got big hopes. Yes, with because, Sam especially Neill. with the, the original three returning. Yeah, oh Sam my Neill, gracious! Sam Neill, Lardern, Jeff Goldblum. Get I, out of here! I can't wait. But we need to wrap it yes, up. Yes, we do. So, <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, very quickly, where can they find us, and then we can. All right. If you're on Instagram, we are. Uh, we're there. That's where we're most active. Where we share a lot of our stuff. Uh, the tape store. That's our name if you're on tiktok we're also there at the tape store as well if you're on twitter we're the tape store pod and if you'd like to shoot us an email we're the tape store podcast at gmail.com yep and as always want to thank you for your time if you've been with us this hour or so uh we just want to let you know we really appreciate our listeners uh thank you guys any amount of time you spend with us listening to this little podcast we just want you to know thank you thank you thank you you're the reason why we do what we do yes and again Again, don't hesitate to give us a shout out. And for we, those of you that have wished our son a happy birthday, thank you so much. I've been yeah. seeing the comments all day, and I appreciate we we so appreciate that that you're celebrating with our with us and our little guy. And uh, thanks for being here for the ride of the Lost World. Absolutely, this is as I was going to say. Yes, this is this <laughs> has been the Lost World. Sorry, from 1997, and this is the Tape Store Podcast. We'll see you next week. Sorry again, this is releasing a little late. We had a birthday party. We got a kid. It was definitely worth the wait, yes. but uh, we're glad com- you hang around. Yeah, family comes first. But we will see you next week with something else from the 90s. It's going to be great. It's going to be exciting. Thank you, guys. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. Life finds a way. <laughs> <laughs>